This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. United States, cowboys still tell of the deeds of the mysterious phantom figure of the plains. Riding his great horse Silver, and accompanied by his faithful Indian companion Tonto, the masked rider of justice devoted his life to the fight against crime and criminals. And now, as Silver's hoofs thunder down the danger trail, adventure comes to life once more. The Lone Ranger rides again. town of Pendleton. Young Sandy Tyndale, recently released from jail, was expected on the stage, and a crowd had gathered to greet him. 
Among the people before the stage station was Sheriff Bert Gordon. He looked sharply around as though searching for someone he had expected to be present. Curious. I figured he'd be about here somewhere. Who are you watching for, Sheriff? Dunno. That's the odd part of it, Steve. You wasn't here when Sandy Tyndale was captured and sent to jail for two years, was you? Nope. I came here a year ago. I heard all about Sandy, though. Sorriest thing I ever done was to help send him to jail. Sandy wasn't a bad sort. Just wild and carefree as a colt, that's all. Fact is, my daughter Lenore was right stuck on him. Yeah? Well, Lenore's a fine girl. Ain't like her to judge a man wrong. I don't figure she did. Sandy shot it out with an ornery pole cap that tried to run a crooked game of poker, you see. Hmm. Is that what he went down for? That's right. He shot and rid away. He was in hiding, you savvy? Outlawed, huh? Yeah, but a man with a white horse and a mask corralled him and fetched him in to square himself with the law. For the reward money? No, the masked hombre wouldn't take the reward. He said a lot of things to Sandy, though, about paying for what he'd done and going straight. That sounds like good sense. Otherwise, Sandy might have been an outlaw all his life. Nobody figured that Sandy'd get jailed at all. But we had a cantankerous coyote on the jury. You needn't tell me the name, I can guess. Yeah? Banker Pottle. And he's coming down the road right now. You're right. Most ornery cuss that ever drawed a breath. Where's that stagecoach, Sheriff? Where is it? Uh, you know as well as me, Pottle. Ed Carter would have to be late today, just when he has a cash box aboard for my bank. I didn't know nothing about that. Well, it's nonetheless true. Five thousand in cash on board, and he has to turn up late. Uh, it's time there were some laws regarding stages. They ought to be made to run on time. Why don't you speak to Congress about it? Maybe they'd fix up the weather so there wouldn't be no mud holes and fallen trees and things. <laughs> Poor attempt at being funny. Oh, you the stage yet? Oh, hello, Lenore, honey. It's late. Howdy, Miss Lenore. Hello. I suppose you still hold it against me for seeing young Tyndale get what he deserves. I'm not interested enough in you, Mr. Pottle, to hold anything against you. Now look here, Pottle. Tyndale got a raw deal, but he took it like a man, savvy? And the first hombre in this town that tries to throw it up at him, that he's been in jail, will have me to answer for. Uh, Paul? Yeah, honey? You said you had a hunch the masked man that captured Sandy would be in town when the stage arrived. Reckon I was wrong, honey, but I sort of figured he'd be here. You told Sandy he'd see him when he come out of prison. Why, well, I guess I ought to thank that masked man, too. Now Sandy will be coming home. Otherwise, he... Well, he might have been a real outlaw by this time. As if he wasn't. That'll do. There comes the stage. Oh, yeah. 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 Come on, fellas. Let's give Sandy a welcome. Hey, there ain't no one handling them horses. What's the matter with the Something's wrong with Eve. Look at the clock in the box. Stop that stage and see if my money's aboard. All right, boys. Stop those horses. Put him up there, buddy. Come on, stop for Eve. Build him dead center. Hang on to them horses. Where's Sandy? Tindale ain't aboard. Give it to my iron box there. Ain't nothing here. I've been robbed. My cash is stolen. You shut up. Let's get down to the table. It's Sandy Tyndale. He was aboard and seen my cash and stole it. That's not true. Sandy ain't a crook. No telling what he is after two years in jail. He done this just for spite. Bottle, if you don't shut up, I'll knock your mouth in. Sheriff, one thing is certain. Abe is dead and the stage has been robbed. Yeah. The killer ain't dead. Why don't you go get him? Sheriff, look at here. What's that? A spur. A fancy one at that. It was catched in the seat of the stage here. Oh, oh Father, that spur. Let me see it. That proves my point. That's all that's needed. I know that spur. I can't. I, I won't believe it. You, you recognize this, honey? Yes, it, it's one of the pair of fancy spurs that Sandy won at the rodeo, but he didn't rob the stage. He didn't kill the driver. He, he was coming home. Coming home to me, Paul. He wouldn't do this. Man's dead cash is gone. Tim Dale ain't here, and there's his spur. Now, Sheriff, you get him. <laughs> Look yonder. He did come. He was here. I know he'd show up. Now look at him travel. The madman. He figures Sandy busted his word. And he's out hunting him. And he'll get him, too. You gotta find my cave. I gotta shut you up. And by darn, I'm a going to do it. No. 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 No
The Lone Ranger had waited in town until the arrival of the stage. But when Sandy did not arrive, he raced from the station to his small camp in a grove of cottonwoods. There he met Tonto, his faithful Indian companion. You see, friend? He wasn't on the stage, Tonto. The only one on board was the driver, and the driver was dead. What happened? Someone shot him. With money on board, and it was stolen. Friend do that? I'm sure he didn't do it. Uh. But whoever robbed the stage saw that one of Sandy's spurs was left to fix the blame on him. It's Fremont. Yes. Why you think Friend not killed? If he did, Tonto, I'm a poor judge of men. I stake almost everything on Sandy Tyndale. He means in jail two years. And I'm sure he's learned his lesson. Get your horse saddled. Why, fella? We're going to head east and try to find Sandy. Uh-huh. If he's guilty, he'll pay. He'll see to it that he gets the limit of the law. But if he isn't guilty, he'll need a friend. That's right. Because everyone's dead set against him. He'll never get to a trial. He'll be lynched. Ready, my fella. Me, get him a saddle ready. As soon as you're cinched up, we'll start. occasion when Sandy had fled from the law, he had gone into hiding in a certain cave in a distant valley. Now with Tonto, the masked man headed for this same cave once more. The Lone Ranger and his loyal Indian friend reached the valley and approached the mouth of the cavern long after dark. There's a light inside, Tonto. Mm-hmm. Tonto, see him? No. Oh, boy. Oh, wait, Tonto. Oh, we'll leave the horses here. Some, somebody in cave. I'm sure that's where we'll find Sandy. And in my mind, that will prove that he is not the killer. Why? Why that? If he were, he'd know that we'd come here to find him. It's the same hideout he used before. Maybe him not think about us. Yes, he did. I told him we'd be waiting in town for him when he came out of prison. Why him not go to town? Jail does things to men, Kimasabi. It changes them. Makes them feel ashamed to meet their friends. That's right. Quite possible that it's done something of that sort to Sandy. Perhaps when he had the chance to return to town, he didn't feel that he'd be welcome there. see you again. I told you we'd be waiting for you in town. Yeah, I, I know it, friend, but I didn't go to town. Everyone expected you to arrive on the stage this afternoon. I I didn't board the stage. Why? Well, I, I sort of lost my nerve, I reckon. I, oh, I can't go back there now. You've aged a lot in two years, Sandy. I reckon I growed up. You knew that Lenore would be waiting for you? I, I'd assume you didn't mention her. She's too fine a girl to, well, to waste her time on a convict. He's still waiting. Why didn't you go on that stage? Well, oh, shucks. If Lenore never sees me anymore, she'll forget me and marry a man worthwhile. Me, I ain't no good. That's wrong, Sandy. You made a mistake and you paid for it. You paid in full and you're square with the world. No home, no money, nothing I can do. You can do what any other man in this country can. With a jail record behind me? Yes. And that ornery coyote banker pottle again me? Why are you letting a man like him interfere with your success? He's rich. 
Uh, Nora doesn't care about money. Well, I ain't going to spoil the life of the finest woman in the world, and that's that. By the way, Sandy, where are the silver spurs you won at that rodeo? Gosh, I don't know. I ain't seen them in a long time. I reckon the last time I had them was before I got into trouble. Where did you leave them? Left them with what other stuff I had. In that old shack where I was living. Sandy, you're going to town with us. Sorry, mister, but I ain't doing no such thing. Where's your gun? I ain't got no gun. That's just it. Don't you see? I ain't nothing at all. They took everything I had when I went to jail. And what was left in my old shack is likely cleaned out of prowess by this time. I'll tell you why you're going to town with me. There's some of Banker Puddle's money on that stage that you were supposed to be on. Yeah? The money was stolen. Stolen? And I suppose they suspect me. They do. And they'll frame me for it. Don't you see? What chance would I have with my record? The driver of the stage was killed. Then it's the hangman's rope if they get me. Possibly. And you want me to go back? You're going back. If you're innocent, you'll have to prove it. I listened to you once before. I went back and they sent me down for two years. They ruined my life. They took all I had. Now look at me. I ain't nothing. You're going back. I ain't. You can't make me go back. Come, Tonto. Get our horses. We'll have to take Sandy with us. Mm, me get him more. My back was turned, Sandy. Why didn't you get a gun on me? I told you I didn't have no gun. Then that's one thing more to convince me that you did not rob that stage. I told you I didn't, but I can't prove it. Who believed me? We'll find out who will believe you. You see, one of the spurs I asked you about was put on the stage to pin the blame on you. Then they're sure to hang me. They won't even give me a trial. They'll lynch me. Come on. Tell us bring the horses. No. Now look here. I ain't a chance. Come. Won't you give me no chance at all? It's the same as murdering me to take me back. You're going to go back to town with us and clear your name. But I tell you, you that... come of your own accord or shall I put a rope on you? Well, I... I ain't no choice, mister. I... I'll go. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scene, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Rouses! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it? You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. The stage that was expected to bring Sandy Tindale after a two-year term in prison for a youthful escapade arrived empty. The driver murdered, money consigned to the bank, stolen. A fancy spur, 
known to belong to Sandy, was found caught in the stage. And banker Pottle accused the absent Sandy of the theft. The Lone Ranger found Sandy hiding in a cave and forced him to return to town. As our second act opens, we see the masked man and Sandy Tyndale riding through the night toward Pendleton. I'll give you my word, Sandy. They'll not lynch you. I don't know how you can stop them. By letting you escape. <laughs> By the time they get a lynch mob formed, it'll be too late to try and escape. I ain't even got a horse. If you're innocent, you've nothing to worry about. You don't know what Pottle is like. I want to find out. I want to know more about that man. Well, he's bound and determined that I ain't going to get to marry Lenore. What? He's been planning for years to get her to marry him. The old coyote. He's old enough to be her paw. I didn't know he had that sort of idea. Well, he has. And the chances are Lenore would have better off to marry him. He's got a plenty of cash. He could give her everything that money would buy. So that was his main purpose in insisting that the jury send you to jail. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, it's the case. That's why I'm sure to be blamed for the robbery. Why? Folks all know I had reason to bear a grudge against Pottle. If it wasn't for him, I'd been let go free. They'll figure I stole his cash just to get even. And that, with the spur, makes a pretty strong case against you, Sandy. Sure it does. Unless... Unless what? Unless we can find the real thief. Sucks the inner champ. He's covered his tracks too well. Folks will lynch me before they bother to hunt for anyone else. We'll camp outside the town tonight. You stay in the camp with Tonto. What are you going to do? See what I can learn about the case against you. Oh, Chuck, what's the use? Why don't you just let me go and save yourself a lot of bother? Because, Sandy, I believe you're innocent. Come on there, Silver. Sandy and Tonto in camp, then proceeded into town alone. In the meantime, Pottle, the banker, had called in the sheriff. Pottle was in an unpleasant frame of mind. I don't like your attitude on this thing, Sheriff. What's more, I'm going to see that you get called to account for hitting me. Save your wind, Pottle. Maybe you can bulldoze other folks around town, but you can't get away with your high-handed ways with me. No? Well, we'll see about that. What have you done about forming a posse? I uh, ain't formed one. What have you done about searching for Sandy Tyndale? What I do about my office ain't none of your affair. You run your bank. I'll run my office. So that's the way you feel about it. That's just how I feel about it. And you can like it or lump it. Well, I don't like it. You're showing partiality, that's what you're doing. Just because your daughter's in love with Tyndale, you're willing to let him get away with murder. That murder ain't going to be got away with, Pottle. The killer will hang for it. <sighs> just as soon as I'm convinced who done it. What's that? Who done it? I'm telling you who done it. Sandy Tyndale done it. There's no end of proof. Yeah? Well, just what's that proof consist of? His spur. Mm-hmm. Granting he had his spurs on when he left the prison. I'm expecting the deputy here most any minute now, and he'll tell me all about that. What do you mean? Reckon you heard me, Pottle. Well, you ain't heard the last of me. You do your duty as you should, or I'll make this county too hot to hold you. I'm going to try and do my duty, Pottle, as I should. Now, good night to you. Dad, let it all cuss. Mr. Pottle. Huh? Oh, you Lenore. Don't let Paul know I slipped out the back door. I want to speak to you. Mm, uh, what is it, Lenore? Well, I... I don't know how to begin. Well, just state what's on your mind. You've, uh, You've been asking me to, to marry you. Well, that offer still holds good, Lenore. I know I'm older than you, but I'm settled. What's more, i got plenty of cash. Uh, I know. I'll give you a fine home, good clothes, the best of everything. Well, I... I would marry you, Mr. Potter, if... If you'd leave Sandy Tyndale alone. What? I know Sandy didn't rob that safe. He couldn't do a thing like that. He couldn't kill a man. That's a woman's notion. It's true. 
with a murderer, a thief. Do you think I'd marry you just to save you? Hmm. My money might have something to do with it. If I wanted your money, I'd have married you before this. I don't want money. I want Stanley to be left alone. He, he didn't come back here because he's forgotten about me. Well, if he wants to forget it, he may, but I don't want him hanged. He will hang if he's found. He'll be found and hanged if it takes every dime I got. So now you'd marry me, huh? Now, when by doing it, you can save Tyndale's life. No. No, Mr. Potter, I, I thought I could, but, but I can't. I couldn't marry you, not even to save his life. <laughs> Save his life. I'll spend all I got to see him hang. That's you. What are you coming here for, Martin? Something to tell you. It's important. Well, we got to do something. I just learned that a deputy is heading this way for the sheriff. Yeah? That spur was a bad idea. Why? The warden over at the prison told the deputy that Tyndale didn't have them spurs with him. Hmm. I didn't figure on the sheriff checking like that. Martin? The only way is to locate Tyndale and get a mob to lynch him. Bottle did not know that the Lone Ranger was nearby listening. When the masked man had the information he needed, he mounted Silver and urged the great horse toward his camp. While a plan formed in his mind. As he entered camp, he shouted at Tonto and Sandy. Come on! Tonto! Sandy! Come with me and hurry! What's the matter? Follow me! What's happened? You're going to the sheriff's house. Send the bank of puddles. And hang. And take a chance on being free. But I... Listen to me. Do you know that Lenora told Pottle that she'd marry him? Well, that's her privilege. Just as well, I didn't plan to go back and hope to marry her. She's willing to marry him to save you. He tried to get his promise to give up the search for you. What? That girl begged Pottle to leave you alone. Begged him to take her instead of you. Lenore done that? Yes. She doesn't care what the future holds for her. Without you, she has no future. For two years, she's been waiting for you to come back. You didn't come. She doesn't think you're a murderer and a thief. She thinks that you've forgotten her. Then, then she... That girl loves you. Then I... Now, come on. I'll tell you what to do. I'll show you how to find the real thief. Are you still Late that night, while Pottle was sleeping, stealthy footsteps could be heard making their way through his house. Finally, they paused beside the banker's bed. Pottle awakened suddenly and saw revealed by the light of a lamp the figure of the Lone Ranger. Wake up! Uh, what does this mean? Who are you? Get up! Is this a robbery? What's the idea? You'll find out. Come into the other room. The sheriff is here to speak to you. The sheriff? Yes. Come on into the other room. Open that door. All right, all right. Stop stopping me. Well, Mr. Pottle. Have you got Tyndale yet? What's this masked man working with you for? What's this mean? Now, take it easy, Pottle. I reckon I got some right good news for you. Well? We got Sandy Tyndale. You got him? Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Where is he? Right outside. I suppose you will want to have a talk with him, won't you? Yes. Mm. Yes, fetch him in. But who is this man? Oh, uh, he's a sort of a special deputy, that's all. His pard's holding Tyndale. Bring him in, Tonto. Well, it's been some time since we've seen each other, Pottle. You murdering thief. I reckon there's a right strong case against me, ain't there? You will hang. That's what you'll do. But look here, Pottle. I gave the sheriff back part of the cash. What? Yeah, he had the box and some of the cash. 
I put it on the floor there. I didn't kill a man, but I guess ain't no use my trying to make anyone believe that. No use at all. Pottle, he tells the thinnest yarns you ever heard. You shouldn't get back any of the money. I'm sorry to see Tyndale get caught. Why don't you let him tell his story, Pottle? Uh, what's his story? Where's the rest of the cash? Listen, Mr. Pottle, you've got to believe me. I met a man and he gave me that box and a couple thousand dollars in it. He said not to mention where I got it from. I didn't know it was stolen. I didn't know I was even suspected of the thief until I come to town. Who gave it to you? I don't know who it was. That story's too thin. Uh, that's about what I thought, Pottle. He's probably got the rest hid somewhere. Take him to the jail. Lock him up. Hold him for killing the stage driver. I'll see him hang. Coming with us, Pottle? Uh, no, I reckon I'll turn in. Have a busy day tomorrow. Come on, then, Tyndale. To jail, will you? Shortly after the minute left, Pottle hurried from his house and went straight to a shack. Without pausing, he burst through the door and roughly awakened his henchman. Wake up! Wake up, you double-crossing, sneaking thief, you! What's the matter? Where's my money? I don't know what you're talking about. Come on! You know all right. You stole it from the house. Then gave the box and some of the cash to Tyndale. Knowing I couldn't say anything about the rest of it. You figured you'd get away with the rest. You're crazy, loco. I never done no such thing. I won't stand for your lying. You'll hand over my cash or I'll tell a law on you. I'll tell him who killed that man and who planted Tyndale's old spur in the stage. Why, you... Where's that money? I ain't got it. You listen to me. You start trying to squeal on me and see where it gets you. I'll tell who hired me to rob the stage and frame Sandy. I'll tell him that the cash was in your house all the time you was raising Cain about it being stolen. Now, who'd believe you against me? I'd find someone. The sheriff ain't a fool. He knows the sort of honor snake you are. All right, then. I'll handle it my way. Give me that cash or I'll drill you right here. You don't dare. Don't I? I can find someone to blame for murdering you, you double-crossing rat. You come to meet me when I was at the girl's place with some sort of yarn about the spur story not being believed. I savvy it now. You just tried to make me think I was in danger so I wouldn't make too much fuss about the cash you stole. I never touched your money after I brought it to you. Give me that cash or I'll shoot. I ain't got it. I tell you, I ain't got it. Quit, No, you're wrong. It's a mistake. Drop the gun. What, what? Drop it, Pottle. You're covered. You, you again? We're all here, Pottle, to hear the confession. Tyndale. I reckon we'd get you before morning. You're the man. Said the killer of the stage driver had to hang, ain't you? I didn't do it. He hired He's as much to blame as I am. We'll settle that in court. And I don't reckon there'll be many men in your favor on that jury, Pottle. Come on, Sandy. We'll take these two to jail, and then I reckon Lenore will be waiting up to see us. Gosh, I don't know what I ever done to deserve friends like I got. Come on, Silver, old boy! There's adventure on the trail ahead! We've got to be possible!
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. A cloud of dust and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. of the pioneer days of the Western United States brought forth a new champion to the cause of justice, a phantom figure of the plains who fought crime and injustice wherever he found it. His daring deeds will never be forgotten. And now, as the hoofs of his great horse Silver thunder down the trail of adventure once more, we live again the exciting days of yesteryear. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver, That's all those bright rides of yours. The masked man was riding down the trail to meet his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, when suddenly... A heavy-set man stepped forward and blocked his way. The stranger held up his right hand in a gesture to stop. Oh, hold that, son of a boy. Who? Hey, Reckon you're the man I'm waiting for. What are you waiting for me for? It's all right. I can prove I'm Butch Larson. If that's what you want to know. I don't care whether you prove you're Butch Larson or not. What do you want? I heard you were pretty slick. Ain't no one puts anything over on you, is there? <laughs> I'm just here to tell you the plans are all set. Boys are waiting at the North Pass till Captain Carter comes by. What do you plan to do with Captain Carter? <laughs> As if you didn't know. The boss told you what the plans was, didn't he? 
Just what are the plans, Butch? He's going to get those papers from the captain. Uh, you're the man that's to pay for them, ain't that so? How much am I expected to pay? Uh, I don't know nothing about that. You and the boys fix that up between you. The boys didn't know if you knew Captain Carter or not, so he put me here to steer you off the other way so you wouldn't have to see him. He uh, said you might come masked. I see. The idea is for a couple of the boys to capture Carter when he goes through the North Pass. They'll hold him till he sends for his dispatch box. When it's brought, the army plans will be in it. Captain Carter would like to hear about this, Butch. Put your hands up. What, Sam Hill? What does this mean? It means you're going with me. You're going to talk to Captain Carter and tell him about this plan to kidnap him. Why, Keep you... your hands up. I'll take that gun of yours. So you're planning to steal military secrets from the garrison, huh? And you ain't the man to supply the papers? We'll talk that over later. No, we won't. Just drop that gun, stranger. Drill him, Steve. Drill the critter. I said drop that gun. Hurry it up or I'll let you have it. No, you won't. Oh, my gun hand. Come on, Silver. Get him, Steve. Get him. Shut my gun away. I'll steal my Get him, Butch. Drop him on that saddle. Hey, we're going up. Shoot again. He's traveling fast. Oh, blast it. That's no use. You can't get him. Oh, what do you make of this? I thought sure he was a man we was waiting for. Huh? Just because he rid a white horse and wore two guns. You blame fool you. How'd I know? He was wearing a mask. The boss said the man that buys information would likely come mask. And now what are we going to do? Hmm? We ain't going to do nothing but wait here until the right man comes along. That Umbra must have been an outlaw. No one else would wear a mask. No one else would shoot that fast. Anyhow, if he's an outlaw, he won't go squealing on us. He just kind of want to keep out of sight or they wouldn't wear a mask. Yeah, here's hoping. Ratted my hand stings from the force of his bullet. Too bad we ain't a few like him and our gang. After his lightning escape, the Lone Ranger swept down the trail without pausing until he reached the small, well-hidden camp where Tonto waited for him. There, the masked man brought Silver to a rearing halt. Come on, fellow. Get the horse and ride with me. Here, white fellow. We've got to circle back and stop Captain Carter before he reaches the North Pass. Tonto, ready. For some reason, Kimo-sabe, those outlaws plan to capture the officer and hold him until they can get that dispatch case. What? What then? want? I don't know what it holds, but there are plans of some sort. Someone wants them badly. There, soldier, come this way. Yes. Come in army clothes. Battling alone, too. And it must be Captain Carter. We'll intercept him, Tonto. Come on, Silver! the meaning of this? I want to warn you that men are lying in wait for you in North Pass. What does that mask mean? Not what you think it does. In fact, I'm going to remove it and disguise myself to look like you. What? I'm also going to borrow your horse and uniform. You are not You will have nothing to say about it, Captain Carter. Who I hope you? you'll agree to let me help you. If you don't, I'm going to help you anyway. What are you talking about? Because it's our government that might be in danger. Who are you? 
OIM doesn't matter. I'm talking about certain plans you have in the garrison in a dispatch case. How do you know about them? I was mistaken for the man who wanted them stolen. They can't be stolen. They're in safe... In a safe place. They might be turned over to you if you sent for them. I wouldn't. To save yourself unheard of torture? I think you would, Carter. If you didn't, the schemers would forge your name to an official order. But who are you? And what's your interest in this? I want to find out who's plotting against our government. I haven't time to talk any longer, Carter. We're going to change clothes, and Tunnel's going to help me disguise myself to resemble you. The men in North Pass will be getting anxious. The man they're waiting for doesn't come soon. Dust ahead, Snake. I reckon that's our man. Good enough, Nate. It's about time he showed up. Yeah, that's him, all right. Boys had the right about him coming this way. Butch and Steve was to meet the other fella. He sent word that he'd come masked. Wonder who he is. That's the difference who he is. So long as he pays us. There ain't none. Better get ready. The captain's getting close. Yeah, what'll we do? Shoot the horse from under him? No. Get him too riled, and he might be hard to handle. He'll stop when he sees two guns held steady on him. He better. If he don't, we'll take after him with the horses and shoot his horse down. I'd sooner not if we can avoid it. Get ready now, Nate. I'll fire a shot in the air. Yeah. Come on, there. Get up. Stand where you are. Move, move. Make a move and we'll plug you. Elevate your hand, soldier. What's the meaning of this? Never mind the question. I got the rope ready. Put it on him. You can't do this. Who says so? Pull that rope tight. I'm doing that, Sam. Nate, Merton and Sam Hansen, huh? Both of you wanted by the law. Yeah, what about it? We've been wanted by the law for a mighty long time. Only the law ain't fast enough to get us. I suppose Steve and Butch are close by. Yeah, there, soldier. How do you know so much? What did you stop me for? You'll find out. Got his gun, Nate? Yep. Carbine and six gun. Where are you taking me? I'll show you. And I'll guarantee one thing, Carter. The rock we travel on won't show no trail, you savvy. Very well. You have the whip hand for the present. And another thing, Captain Carter. You get hard to handle and you'll see how rough we can be. That's the horses, Nate. Yeah. I'll get them. We ain't far to go, Captain. We're going to have to head you to the cave in no time at all. Here we are, Snake. Yeah. Get aboard. Keep an eye on the Captain and a hold on the end of this rope. If he tries to prod his horse to get away, he'll be jerked off the saddle. Uh, why don't you tell him uh, who you'll see in the cave? Then I reckon he won't try to get away. <laughs> yeah. I suppose you rid through the pass to meet your daughter over to Fargo, eh? What about her? Well, right now, Sally's in the cave, hoping you'll come there pronto and do what you're told to do. Have you captured her? <laughs> How do you think we got her? Now, come on. Get up there. Get up there. Come on. Get up had disguised himself to appear like Captain Carter. Now he permitted himself to be led by the outlaws. He was taken inside a large cave where the two outlaws he had met before were waiting. It was Snake who assumed command. Now then, Captain Carter, I suppose you know why you was brought here. Why? You've got a dispatch case in your quarters. We want it and everything that's in it, Sally. And if you don't get it? Well, that'd be just tough on you. You won't get it, Snake. No? We'll see. Steve, Butch. You two put that brand and iron the fire and get it red hot. Right. That won't take long. You won't get that dispatch case by torturing me. Maybe not, Captain Carter. But I reckon torturing your daughter will. That's where you're mistaken. Eh? You must have thought some girl in town was my daughter. Well, you're wrong. Yeah? Well, maybe you've got the idea that we're bluffing about having the girl here. Fetch her out, Nate. All right, Snake. Come on there, Miss Sally. Take the gag out in her mouth so she can talk to her old man. Yeah. There you are. That's not my daughter. Torturing her won't make me send for that dispatch case. Huh? You beast, you dirty... I don't know. Ain't this your pa? No. Why, no, it isn't. 
That isn't my father. You see? <laughs> That's a good act you're both putting on. We'll see. You got that iron hot yet? That isn't Captain Carter. He couldn't sign anything. You haven't my father there. Hear the girl talk. <laughs> I've got to hand it to you, miss. You're sure a smart one. It'd be too bad to burn a pretty face like yours. But I'm afraid that unless that army signs what we want, that's what'll happen. You don't stop at anything, do you, Snake? No. How do I know that you'll let us go if I do send for the dispatch case? You don't. You can bet your bottom down that the girl will suffer if you don't send for it. How can you get it if I write an order? I'll write for the gas and my own self. If I ain't back with it in two hours' time, the boys will have their orders. What to do? You're savvy what that'll mean, don't you? The branding iron is hot, Steve. Hand it here. <gasps> How do you like the looks of that? Wait. Well, have you made up your mind? I warn you, Snake. My writing to the garrison won't do you any good. Well, I'll take my chances on that. Very well. Then put down that branding iron. I'll write a note to the garrison. <laughs> I thought I'd bring you to time. Here's paper and pencil. Write that note and I'll deliver it. And remember, if I ain't back in two hours, that brand and iron will get heated up all over again. I'll write your note for you. <laughs> and he said he wouldn't do it. <laughs> the curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. A band of outlaws plan to capture Captain Carter and force the delivery of certain army plans in exchange for his release. The Lone Ranger assumed a disguise and took the captain's place. The outlaws had already taken the captain's daughter prisoner and threatened her with torture if a note were not written to the fort authorizing the delivery of the plans. As our next scene opens, we see Tonto and the real Captain Carter. They are hiding near the trail leading to the army garrison. I declare this mask fits me as well as it does your tall friend. Uh, now you look like outlaw. What's that, Indian? Why should I look any more like an outlaw than your friend? You got a beard. It show under mask. Well, that can't be helped. I wish that messenger from the outlaws would get here. There's no other way for him to come, is there? No. This only way. It's a risky scheme your friend outlined, Tonto. I hope it works. Uh, Here comes a rider. Maybe that's the man we want. You've got note? Yes. Note's already. You be careful with this fellow. I'll try not to let him see me substitute my note for the one he has. You give him order to men at fort? I told you when I got back from there that the men agreed to do just what I told them. Mm, that, that good. Get ready, Tonto. Tonto ready. I'm not used to stopping riders at the point of a gun. Me show you. You stand them still. Pull up your horse and reach. You're covered. Oh, 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 oh. What's this mean? Where are you heading, stranger? Get him off, horse. I'll see you blasted before I do. Get him down. Stop the grabbing. Down, stranger. We want to look you over. What sort of stick-up is this, anyway? Keep him covered. 
I'll go through his pockets. Hey, ain't nothing worth robbing. Leave me alone. I'm on official business. What do you mean, official business? I'm heading for the fort. And if you interfere with me, you'll have the whole blame army on your neck. What's this? It's a message I'm taking to the fort. And you'd better let it alone. Well, I'll look it over. You'll turn your back this way. This blamed country seems overrun with masked men. You turn. All right, all right. I'm doing what you say. This is army business. You're a messenger to the fort. I told you I was. You'll get yourself in all kinds of trouble interfering with the army's dispatches. Signed by Captain Carter. Sure it is. Oh, this wrong fellow, maybe. Here, take your note and get on your way. You're not the man we want. I told you that when you stopped me. I'm not meddling with any army affairs. I don't like federal prisons. <laughs> Better give me back that shooting iron, hadn't you, mister? I'll take it. But keep going and don't turn back if you don't want to stop lead. <laughs> get up there. Get up there. Come on, get up Plenty good. I gave him the note with my signature on it. That good. Now, we watch trail. He ought to be coming back this way in a little while. Uh, we wait here. Snake Anson was thoroughly convinced that Tonto and Captain Carter were only outlaws. He then continued on his way to the fort. When he arrived there, he presented the note and was given the dispatch case. You'll have to take the whole dispatch case with you. That's all right. That's what I'm here for. The captain has the key. No one else can open it. Yeah, that's all right. He'll open it when he gets it. Here you are, sir. And give the captain the regards of the garrison. Sure, sure thing. Pardon me, sir, but... He didn't say how long he was going to visit his daughter, did he? Nope. Can't tell how long he'll visit. He might stay away for longer than he expects. Very well, sir. In the meantime, in the cave of the outlaws, the Lone Ranger continued his impersonation of Captain Carter sat next to Sally, speaking in low tones that the outlaws near the mouth of the cave could not overhear. We learned of the plan to capture your father. And you took his place. But, but what did you do? When these men get the dispatch box, they'll want to kill us both. That's what I'm afraid of. But they don't know the real contents of that box. It's, it's papers. Secret papers of some sort. Yes. But that isn't all. Your father had to be free to give orders at the fort. What sort of orders? You'll see later on. Quiet now. A couple of the men are coming back this way. As soon as we get the box and papers, we fire three fast shots out of the cave. Well, that's so the buyer will know we got them, huh? Yeah. And you'll come here with the cash. We don't want the captain there to see who he is till we're done using the captain. You hear that, Carter? I suppose you'll murder us when you have what you want. What else? You don't think you're going free to make trouble for us, do you? Who's the man who's paying you for this? Shut up, mate. We ain't to tell a thing until we're sure he ain't pulled no slick trick on us. It'll be too darn bad if he has. Yeah. For the sake of the girl, Captain, you better be on the level with that note. Why? If anyone is following Snake, when you get back, we'll know it, Savvy. And if that's the case, the first shot hits the girl. It's about time Snake was getting back. Yeah. Hey, Butch. Any sign of Snake yet? No. I 
wonder, Captain, if you was fool enough to send a fake note. Two hours was the time allowed. Well, Snake's had most two hours. You ought to be getting back. If he don't get here... Maybe I'd better heat that brand and iron and have it ready, huh, Steve? Go ahead. <laughs> I'd as most assume Snake didn't get back till after the two-hour limit. If he ain't, we don't get paid off. Sure we do if he gets back at all. If he ain't here in two hours, then he won't be getting back. It'll mean that some smart trick was done. He was held by the soldiers in the fort. Hey, Butch! Yeah? No sign of soldiers coming here, is there? Ain't no sign of anyone coming here yet. If you see soldiers coming, let me know. We'll use this brand and iron. You? <laughs> Go on, miss. Let's see you get real riled about it. No, I, I won't give you the satisfaction. You won't hear a whimper out of me, no matter what you do. Hey, boys. The boss is coming. Oh. You got a dispatch case with him? Yep. He's got it all right. You sure was easy to handle, Captain. It surprised me no end. Was I? I didn't think you'd do what was wanted so easy. Snake. Well, I got it. Take care of the horse for me. I'll do it. How's the prisoners behave? Too darn good. I wish they'd cause some trouble so we could have had a little fun. That's the case. There's a lock on it. You better have the key, Captain, if you know what's good for you. Suppose I haven't the key. Yeah, that'll be just too bad. I don't hanker to bust that lock. There's a trick to using the key. You couldn't open that box if you had it. Well, you can. Not with my hands tied. Untie his hands, but watch him close. Right. Here's a knife. I'll cut the rope. Let me bound so tight my hands are numb. Stop stalling and get that box unlocked. Give me a chance to rub my hands. Uh, hurry it up. I'm anxious to see what's inside. You'll see in just a minute. What about it, Snake? Should I fire the signal shots? No. We were told not to fire them till we had the papers in our hands. We ain't taking no chances. I'm not getting paid for this job. How long is it going to take him to get ready to open that box? What about it, Carter? I'm ready. Let me have it. Uh, it's one of these keys. Don't you know which one? What's he stolen for, anyhow? I don't know. But take a sharp look and see if there's any sign of soldiers coming this way. They might have got suspicious and followed me. All right, Snake. I got something to tell you boys about a stick-up man I met with. After we get done here. Maybe the same one we've seen. Maybe so. He was masked and there was a white horse nearby. That's him. Bearded? Not when I seen him. I don't see no sign of anyone coming. What about that box now? I'm getting it. Well, hurry it up. There. I'll get the papers you wanted. They're in a special part here. Uh-huh. But first, stick your hands up. What the? Oh, my hand! Oh, you're going to uh, show you. Uh, don't drill me! Where'd you get them guns? They're all covered. Make a move and I'll let you have it. You busted my hand. Butch, Nate, get him. You get him. My hand's hurt. You didn't suspect there might be guns in that box, did you? Well, you pack a rat's death the time you got fooled. Come over close to me, Sally. I'll cut those ropes. Why didn't you bust that box and see if there was guns inside it? Shut up. I'll learn you, mister. Ah. Ah. <laughs> you got me in the leg, eh? Well, I draw the third shot from you. That'll fix you. Yeah, you're free, Sally. I'll take their guns. Three shots. That was a signal to bring your boss, wasn't it? Yeah. And when he comes, he'll come a-shooting. That's why I jumped you. I made you fire a third time. Drop him! So you're the boss. I said drop the gun. Looks as if we had each other covered, doesn't it? Shoot him, boss! Shoot him! I'll fix him! Arrest him! Oh, boy, the masked man! You here? Yes, we're here, Anson. Take charge, Captain Carter. No one has seen the plans. Dad! You all right, honey? Yes, yes, but what's that outfit for? What's that mask for? This outfit belongs to the man's wearing my clothes. You see, Carter, they would have killed your daughter with their first shot if someone hadn't had guns here to hold their attention while you and Tyler closed in. 
They were wanting for someone to come until I got my gun from your dispatch case. That isn't even my personal dispatch case, stranger. When I went back to the fort, after I left you, I fixed up another one, which could be opened with the keys I gave you. Then I put your two guns in it. Look here. Who in thunder is the captain? I am. And you I told you he wasn't my father, but you were too smart to believe it. Do you know who the man on the ground is, Captain? Yes. He was once an officer. He was forced to resign from the service for selling government secrets to our enemies. We couldn't get proof enough to court-martial him. Have you the proof you need now? There's no question about it. Snake! Snake, there's soldiers coming now! This is a fine time to tell me when four folks are holding guns on me. Uh, they'll help me take the prisoners in, stranger. I thought you'd prefer it that way. I would. You, uh, you'd sooner not unmask to go to the fort. I, uh... I understand, Captain Carter, and appreciate your thoughtfulness. Uh, you'll step outside with me. We'll change clothes again, so my men will know who they're taking orders from. Very well. Take care, Tonto, that these men don't get the chance to make a break. Me watching close. There you are, boys. They're the prisoners. Five of them. And Father will be here as soon as... as soon as he gives the man his mask. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. 
I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. western United States, the career of the mysterious phantom figure of the plains has been told and retold until the present day. He did more than any other individual to bring law and order to the lawless frontier. With his great horse Silver and his faithful Indian companion Tonto, he roamed the west, fighting crime wherever he found it. And now, the thundering hoops of Silver return us to those days of danger and adventure. The Lone Ranger rides again. Silver, he said there was trouble on the trail ahead. Nearly 12 miles from the town of Cranston, two men, hidden in a gully, watched the approach of a horseman. The older of the two, Ed Scott, was in his 40s, with features that bore the marks of his years of crime. The younger, Lefty Cullen, was under 30, but his mouth was thin and cruel. The stock of the rifle he held to his shoulder revealed notches representing a dozen killings. They stared at the nearing rider until he came within range, and then... I reckon we got him all right, Lefty. Looks like it, Ed. We sure knocked him out of his saddle anyhow. Pretty good shooting, I calls it, for that distance. Yeah. We'll get on our horses to make sure he's done for. Here's hoping he's got them papers on him. Uh, he'll have them. 
He told me when I was in jail with him over to town that the sheriff was holding him for him. He aimed to get him just as soon as his term was up. Steady that paint. Gosh, Ed, I can't savvy a fellow like him. Here he's owned the lazy widespread in Texas ever since he was a young fella. He's never claimed it. Come on, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up, get up. Sure he claimed it. He only stayed there long enough to put his wife and kid on the place, then lit out. You're sure his wife is dead? You're blame right I am. So was the lawyer that handled the spread when his uncle left it to him. I never heard of a sweeter setup. With them papers, there's nobody can prove I ain't Jim Bear. <laughs> I'm sure hoping that girl of his ain't hitched up yet. If she is, we'll sell the ranch and split what we get two ways. That won't be so bad either. From what I've heard, the Lazy Wise a mighty big outfit. Yeah. There he is. He's done for all right. Now to get them papers. <clears throat> What's that in his pocket? Ain't that them? Well, just a second. Hey. Papers, sure enough. I don't know whether the ones we want or not, though. Let me look at them. Here you are. Uh, yep. These are them, all right. Good enough. Uh, come on, let's get going. It wouldn't do to have anybody find us here. What about Bear? Leave him be. Won't nobody know who he is. We all he had to identify himself. How about the sheriff that jailed him? Shucks, he never told nobody but me his real name. He told the sheriff his name was Simmons. Come on, we got to hurry. Just as you say. We're heading for Texas and we ain't wasting no time. Get up. Get, get up. on. Get up. Come on. Hold on. Get up. the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, riding toward the town of Cranston. It is three days later, and the burning afternoon sun sends up waves of heat from the dry earth. I hope we reach town soon, Tonto. Our canteens are empty. We'll fill them and buy more provisions. Uh-huh. Look! What is it, Kimosabe? Look! Tent! There's something on the ground. Man, there. Yes, we'll find out what's happened. Come on, Silver. White fella. It looks as though he's been shot. Uh-huh. I think he's dead. Come on, Silver. Him not move. Oh, Silver. Oh, 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 oh. Poor fellow. He was murdered without being given a chance to defend himself. Why? Why you say that? See? He was killed by bullets from a rifle. Someone shot him from long range. Oh. That's right. Wonder who he is. Tonto not know him. I'll see if he has any identification on him. There should be something to tell his name. Ah. Uh, There's nothing in his pockets, though. That's strange. Uh, wait. You see something, Tonto? Uh, there, a paper. Yes. I have it. It was beneath him. Probably fell from his pocket when he was shot, or... No, Tonto. This didn't fall from his pocket. What you mean? Tonto, he placed that paper there on purpose. Uh? I think I know what happened now. What? That? You remember that I said he was shot from long range? Yeah. He didn't die immediately. He must have written this in the last few moments of his life, hoping his killers wouldn't discover it. What did it say? He was shot by Ed Scott and left to Cullen. Mm, them plenty bad feller. Yes, I've heard of them, but I've never seen them. Tonto will not see him. He must have died before the note was finished. He named the killers and started to write something else, but the sentence isn't completed. Oh, what him write? The lazy why... He has that much written, but no more. I wonder what it was he wanted to say about the lazy Y. Tonto know that place. Yes, I remember it, too. It's a big ranch in the northern part of Texas. Isn't that right? Wait, Tonto. 
This note tells us more than I thought at first. Oh, that's good. He didn't live to sign this. But it's on the back of a letter he'd already written. The handwriting is the same on both sides. And the letter is signed, Jim Bayer. What letter say? There's nothing there to help us, Kimosabe. This is the last sheet, and it contains only a few words besides the signature. Oh. How long would you say Bayer had been dead, Tonto? Mm, maybe two, three days. Which means that the killers have had two or three days to get out of the country. I wonder why the body wasn't discovered before. This trail not used much. That must be it. What we do now. First, we'll give this man a decent burial and inform the authorities of his death. Oh. And then we'll try to find his murderers. Mm, that'd be plenty hard. Yes. We don't know where they are, and we don't know what they look like. Mm, that's right. But we have three clues. The names of the killers, the name of the dead man, and the lazy Y. Then maybe help. This note alone wouldn't convict anybody. But we're going to the lazy Y and see what we can learn there. That plenty long way. It's many miles from here. And it may lead us on a false trail, but we're going there, Kimosabe. If we can, we'll bring the murderers of this man to justice. With the papers they had stolen from Bayer, Ed Scott and Lefty Collin lost no time getting to Butler City near the Lazy Y Ranch. There, the two men carefully investigated the situation before Scott announced himself as the owner of the ranch. We see them, two days after their arrival, in the living room of the ranch house. Also present are Catherine Bayer, the daughter of the murdered man, Bill Landis, the young sheriff of the county, and Tim Brady, foreman of the Lazy Y for many years. Ed Scott is speaking. Well, you've all seen my papers... I reckon there ain't no doubt in anybody's mind but when I'm the rightful owner of this outfit. What do you got to say, Sheriff? As far as I can see, everything's legal. You just bet it is. That's your marriage license to Kate's mother. And there's the papers Lawyer Peebles drawn up for you when your uncle left you his ranch. It's them, all right. So I reckon that settles it. I guess this here's your pa, sure enough, Kate. Yes, I, I guess so. <laughs> you needn't look so doggone sorrowful about it. Ain't you glad to see me? Why, why of course I am, but... It just seemed sort of strange at first. Uh-huh. Maybe so. But I don't like to see folks around me that scowls. You better smile a little for a change. I... I'll try. As long as I'm your pa, I'll ask you to call me that same. Yes. Father. Yeah. That's better. I reckon it'll come easier to you by the time I've sold the ranch and we're heading east. You, you mean to sell the ranch? Say, Mr. Bayer, you wouldn't do that, would you? You got any objections? Well, by golly, Wait, I... Wait, Tim. You see... Tim knows this place is home to me, Father. He knows how hard it'd be for me to, to leave it. I don't give a hoot what he knows or thinks. He's only the foreman. And I don't stand for the help talking up. I reckon you don't savvy, Mr. Bayer. I've been sort of a part of Kate ever since her ma died. And, and so I... you figure that gives you the right to forget your place. Well, it don't. If you forget it again, I'll find me a new foreman. Say, if that's the way you feel, you Please, can... Please, Tim. I'm sure he didn't mean just what he said. I ain't in the habit of saying nothing I don't mean. Look here, Mr. Bayer, you... You'd really take Kate East away from her friends and all? You ain't fooling me none, Sheriff. But I... I've seen enough these last couple of days to savvy what's going on. You're sort of sweet on Kate, ain't you? Well, we've been keeping company for quite a spell. Bill and I are real good friends, Father. Good enough friends to call him by his first name, eh? Well, there's nothing wrong in that, is there? Well, you ain't going to no more. You ain't keeping company with him either. But, Father... Just because you got a lot of cash in the bank, he figures it'd be a good idea to play up to you. But I'm putting a stop to it right here and now. And don't you think different. Just hold on a second, Mr. Bear. Kate's got the right to see anybody she's a mind to. Are you trying to set my own daughter again, me? Please, both of you, don't argue. You stay out of this. It ain't true that I'm after Kate's money. 
I'd like if she didn't have a penny. I know better than that. The only time I want to see you on my place, Sheriff, is when I call you here on business. The business you come on today is over. Now you can get. Father, don't. Don't say that. This is my ranch, and nobody can set foot on it unless I tell them they can. All right, I'll go. But I'm telling you right now, you ain't going to come between Kate and me. I ain't bluffing, Sheriff. You stay away from the ranch and stay away from Kate. We'll see about that. That skunk. Leaves Kate alone for 20 years, then comes back and starts raising Kate. If you weren't Kate's pa, I'd have taken a punch at him. Steady there, boy. Poor Kate. It was only something I could do. Come on, get up there, boy. Get up there, come on. I want to speak to you. What the? A masked man? And a redskin? Hold it. No, no, boss. My golly, I... Careful, Sheriff. You forced me to draw. I only want to ask you some questions. How'd you know who I was? I saw your badge. And I believe I have information in which the law would be interested. Right now, I'm too darn mad to talk to anybody, outlaws or not. But you're going to answer my questions. It's lucky for you that you got the drop on me. I want to know something about this ranch, the Lazy Y. What do you want to know? Who owns this ranch? Well, up to a couple days ago, it was Kate Big. Yeah. And her father only arrived here a couple days ago? That's what I said, ain't it? He come here with a rat-faced young fellow that I'd feel right pleased to fill full of lead. Bear, name on paper. It is, Tonto. I wondered what connection there was between Bear and the Lazy Y. But now I believe I can guess a part of it. Hey, what are you doing? Let go of my bridle. Sheriff, you and I have a lot of talking to do. You're coming with me. But look here, listen. You're coming right now. Curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh -huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it? You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. A man named Bayer was murdered by two outlaws, Ed Scott and Lefty Cullen, to gain possession of a ranch Bayer had inherited 20 years before. The outlaws stole Bayer's identification and rode to Texas. There, Scott posed as the rightful owner of the Lazy Wire Ranch. The Lone Ranger found a note written by Bayer, telling enough to send him on the trail of the killers. In Texas, the masked man met the young sheriff. And we see them now in the Lone Ranger's small, well-hidden camp. So that's the story, Sheriff. We found this note beside the dead man's body. And we believe him to have been the real mayor and the man at the ranch an imposter. I don't know. 
you wasn't masked like an outlaw, I'd have more reason to believe what you say. I think I can get proof that the man who claims to be Kate's father is the outlaw, Ed Scott. Don't get me wrong, stranger. I don't cotton to this fellow that come here, none at all. He started to mistreat Kate already. If he ain't Bayer, there ain't nobody more anxious to find it out than me. Then give me the chance to prove it. I was just thinking. It hadn't ought to be hard to prove whether he's Bayer or not. Yes? Being an outlaw, he's been in jail. I could send out letters to the peace officers around the country, and maybe one of them could identify him. That would prove nothing. And why not? Everyone knows that Bayer left his family because he was an outlaw. It would have been natural for him to have changed his name. Yeah, but Scott could insist that he had changed his name from Bayer to Scott to hide his disgrace. Could you prove that he hadn't? Mm, I reckon I couldn't. And even if you could, Scott would likely sell the ranch and disappear before you got your evidence. Mm Mm-hmm. He seemed mighty set on selling out. I may be wrong. I came here only because the name Lazy Y was written on that note. I was wondering how you come to figure things out. But I think I know now what happened. You said that these two men arrived with papers showing the older man to be Bear. Bear had been gone so many years, no one could identify him by sight. Yeah. Then obviously the real Bear was killed for those papers. That could have happened all right. But just a minute. How about that note you showed me? That's hanging evidence right there. Not by itself. It isn't signed. The only signature the paper bears is on the other side of the sheet with the last few words of a letter that mean nothing. By golly, there don't seem to be no way at all of getting anything on them fellas. But I have a plan that will. Yeah? What do you figure on getting out at? Nothing. Well, that don't make sense. Nobody go to all this trouble just for the fun of it. Except maybe one fellow I've heard of. Yes? He's a fellow that travels with an engine and calls his horse... Say, didn't I hear you call that horse of yours silver? You did? Thundering buzzards. Why didn't I think of that before? Go right ahead, stranger. Tell me what you got in mind. And whatever it is, I'm with you. <laughs> Early the following morning, Ed Scott inspected the ranch he had stolen. Before the day was done, he'd seen enough to convince him that the lazy wire was even more valuable than he'd expected. When he re-entered the ranch house that evening, Catherine Bear was in the living room. Well, Kate, I've been over as much as the ranch as I could cover in one day. And I'm here to say I ain't never seen a finer spread anywhere. Him should get the credit for that, Father. He's been a wonderful manager. Don't mention that old fool to me. I ain't got no use for him. If I wasn't selling out real quick, I'd chase him off the place. Tim has been honest and loyal. I can't understand why you've taken this dislike to him. He's a meddling fool, for one thing. And even if he did run the place good, it wouldn't surprise me to find out it was because he figured on getting the place for herself some way. Oh, I guess it won't do any good to tell you that isn't so. You're darn right it won't. But, Father, uh-huh. I do wish you wouldn't sell. Don't you think that, that you could learn to like it here? I'm selling the place, and that's that. Now, let me see uh... What do you think it might be worth? It can't be worth any less than 150000 That's <laughs> just fine. Then I shouldn't have no trouble at all making a quick sale for seventy-five or 100000 You wouldn't do that. Wouldn't I, though? I want to get out of here without wasting no time. But why? I don't like it here, that's why. And one reason is I don't want that no-good sheriff around where you are. I wanted to talk about that. Bill isn't after my money. I know he isn't. You don't know a blame thing about it. He looked like a mighty crooked customer to me. And anyway, I got other plans for you. I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't seem possible that you can be... That I can be what? Nothing. It it wasn't anything important. What other plans have you? Well, uh, Lefty, the young fellow that come here with me, is a mighty fine hombre. It'd please me a lot if you and him got hitched. Oh, no. Say, what have you got again him? I I just couldn't. That's all. I I couldn't. Now, hold on there. I'm your pa, ain't I? Yes. Then, by golly, don't you be so pesky high and mighty. It ain't right for a girl to set herself again her pa. Ever since I can remember that. I was hoping my father would come back to me, but but no. You needn't go to crying. It won't change what I said, none. You're too used to having your own way and everything. That's all that's wrong with you. 
Hello there, Mr. Bear. Mm, come on in. We were just talking about you. Yeah? Howdy, Miss Kate. Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk, Miss Kate. Well, what the? Where do you think you're going? I'm going to my room. All right. Get to your room and stay there. While you're in it, you can start packing. Packing? What for? Because we're starting east tomorrow. And you're going along. Maybe I can't tell you who to marry, but I sure as the Dickens can tell you where you're going to live. And I don't want no argument. I can't help it. Even if you want my father, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> well, doggone if she ain't got a sight more spunk than I figured she had. Yeah? Well, I'll take it out of her. Did you mean that about leaving tomorrow? Mm-hmm. There's a fellow up Denver way I think he'll buy the ranch. I aim to see him. Shucks, I'm beginning to like the place. I'd just soon stay on. Then what if something happens to show the law I ain't really bare? Yeah, that's so. I reckon it's good sense to get out. There's a stage goes by here tomorrow noon. We can get that and make connections with the train that goes by west of here. Gosh, I don't know whether I want to ride one of them things or not. If I got to get someplace, a horse looks a heap safer to me. Uh-huh. There ain't a horse alive that can catch us once we're on that train. And that's what I'm thinking of. Well, I don't like them, but I'll take the chance if you want to. So far, everything's gone fine, except for that blame girl. Yeah? It was me saying I wanted her to marry her that got a rile just now. <laughs> Look here, Ed, you leave her to me. Maybe you're smarter than me in some things, but when it comes to women, I ain't so bad. Before I'm done, she'll be downright glad to marry me. his plan to the sheriff who agreed to help. But certain arrangements prevented their acting at once. It was two days later when the masked man, Tonto, and the sheriff reined in their mounts at the Lazy Y Ranch House. Oh, 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 oh. The house looks deserted. I wonder where they could have gone. Oh. It's plenty strange. Surely, I don't know. Cage usually sitting on the porch about this time of day. Say, there's Tim over there. We'll ask him. Yes, we've got to find them. Tim! Hi there, Tim. Is that you, Sheriff? Come over here. We want to ask some questions. By thunder, Richard, Sheriff. I'm sure glad you come. Who's the masked fellow? Well, I ain't got time to explain. Where's Kate and them two fellas that come to the ranch the other day? They've gone. Gone? That's why I was so glad to see you. Looks fishy to me, them lighting out so fast. They're on the stage aiming to catch the eastbound train. What? How long ago did they leave? About an hour past. They ought to be more than halfway there by now. Then they got away from us. Say, what the... They haven't escaped yet, Sheriff. It's up to us to stop that train before they've gone. We can't do it. We ain't got the time. But we'll try. Listen here. What's all this about? I... Well, sorry. Hello, Get out. Quite men raced across country to reach the railroad ahead of the stagecoach. When they topped the last hill, they saw in the distance smoke puffing from a stack of the engine as it slowly got underway. The Lone Ranger turned in his saddle and shouted to his companions. I'm going ahead! What's that? I'm going to stop that engine! And you and Tyler can board the train and take Scott and Cullen off! You can't catch that train! It's going faster all the time! You, I tell you! But I tell you! Silver knows that we're depending on him! He won't find us! No horse can run as fast as the train can go! Watch! Come on, Silver! Good luck to you! We'll get there as fast as we can! Get up there! Get along there, all right, Silver, old boy. It's up to you now. Come on, Silver! Hey, look! Look at that white horse coming! Then, stop that engine! Guys, the fellow's mad! I've been at the holder! Stop that engine, I tell you! Get away from here! We ain't stopped for nobody! If I'm in the air that time, the next time I'll mean business. Bless you! But if it wasn't for that white horse of yours, come on, maybe stop us all right. You better stop him before he shoots us through a hole. 
this road up? The sheriff and the redskin wanted it, Lefty. Yeah, and a masked fellow that rode on ahead of them. What is it? What's the matter? Keep still. Lefty, you don't figure they're after us, do you? Well, I, I don't know. They ain't going to do nothing to us. They can't do a thing. There is something wrong, I know it. Keep your fool mouth shut, will you? I'll... The sheriff got on the train. Even the redskin are coming this way. Keep your head, Lefty. I tell you, there ain't nothing they can do. Hey there, ma'am. I'm arresting you for murder. What the? Don't try to get away or I'll shoot. What's the idea? You can't arrest us. I can't, eh? Take a look at this reward notice. $5,000 for the capture of Jim Bear, dead or alive. Wanted for murder. Well, Father, what? You, you want Jim Bear? Me for murder? You can read the handbill, can't you? Why, you... Don't go for your gun, Bear. I have you covered. Don't talk, Ed. Don't you say nothing. But, but I ain't killed nobody. I ain't gonna hang for what somebody else done. Shut up, will you? You're gonna spoil everything. Don't interfere, Lefty. Let him say what he has to say. Go ahead, Bear, and talk fast. But I ain't Bear. I ain't the fellow you want at all. You, you aren't my father? Honest, Sheriff. I'm giving it to you straight. You can't hang me for what Bear done. I'm Ed Scott. Say that again. Maybe I didn't hear you clear. I, I was just pretending to be Jim Bear. That's the truth. I swear it's the truth. What have you to say, Lefty? Ain't no use me saying any different. The yellow rat's lost his nerve and told everything now. So you see, Sheriff, you can't hang me. I ain't there at all. Has everybody here heard this man's confession? Yeah. And I reckon it won't hurt none to tell you that this reward notice don't mean nothing at all. What's that? You heard me. Your pa's an outlaw, all right, Cage, but he warned no murder. You tricked us. Yep, and it was a mask fella scheme. He told me to have this notice printed and run a bluff on you. We'll get him. We'll fix him for this. No, you won't. Because now I'm arresting you for the murder of Jim Bayer and for trying to steal the Lazy Y. Hey, you can't do that. We got all the evidence we need. We got a note. Bayer wrote accusing you both of shooting him. But you can't. Hold on, I'll do the talking. That note weren't no good till we prove that Scott here warned Jim Bayer. I told you not to shoot off your mouth, Ed. But now that you admit you ain't Bayer, it stands to reason you stole them papers. And together with that note Bayer wrote, there ain't a judge in this country would believe you killed him to get them. I reckon they got us, Lefty. Blast him. And it only goes to show that when you try a stunt like this, be careful you don't run up again the Lone Ranger. Come on, Silver, old fellow. The justice is done on the trail ahead. Just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.
You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. Rider of Justice is famous throughout the western United States as the fourth crime and criminal. He was a fearless ally of the law in those early frontier days when law enforcement operated in the face of almost impossible odds. With his great horse Silver and his faithful Indian companion Tonto, he risked his life again and again to bring peace to a land that knew only the rule of the six-gun. And now we return once more to those days of danger and adventure. The Lone Ranger rides again. said that he was riding to Dawson. Doc Stubbs traveled throughout the West selling countless cases of a preparation he called snake oil. It was, according to his claim, a sure cure for almost any illness known to man. He arrived at last in the town of Dawson, and when he set up his medicine show, settlers came from miles around to enjoy the entertainment and stayed to buy his tonic. A lone ranger stood at the edge of the crowd beside his faithful Indian companion, Tonto. He watched the show carefully, observing Doc Stubbs' methods. I'll stand close behind you, Tonto. If anyone comes this way, I'll be able to conceal the mask. Oh, uh, ask him questions. I should have disguised my face so he could take the mask off. No time for that. I know. Stubbs will be coming from inside his wagon in just a minute. That's right. As soon as the entertainers finish. Maybe we get him this time. We're going to try. It's time he was stopped. He's robbed people from here to the Mississippi.
down, boys. Quiet, quiet. My good friends and color countrymen, I don't have no intent to occupy all of your valuable time with what i got to say. A few well-chosen words won't take long. Then we're going on with the show again. What I speak for at this time is in the nature of a warning. My vast experience in addressing crowds of people between both coasts of our great country shows me that wherever there's a crowd, there's a risk. Among you here tonight, there may be crooks at work. I mean it, folks. There are strangers here, unknown to any of you. Folks who make a living picking the pockets of others who are listening to what I'm saying. Now be careful, folks, and make sure that your pockets ain't picked in the course of my entertainment, my health talk and consultation service that'll follow immediately. Watch your property, folks, and meanwhile, have a good time listening to Doc Stubbs' incomparable entertainers. Let her go, boys! Did you see the people, fellow? Mm-hmm. Ready, fellow. Steal them pockets. To make sure his money was still there. And that's just what Stubbs wanted them to do. That's right. They're the ones who might be robbed. Who helped them, Stubbs? I think he has men scattered through the crowd. As nearly as I can figure it out, he lets these men see whose pockets are worth picking. Then has them picked. Oh. Well, Sneed, was you where you could watch folks while I made that speech? Yeah, I just got done observing them. I seen a half a dozen that looked likely, but one that was more likely than the others. Yeah? I asked who he was. It's Jim Kendall, boss of the Box Hay Ranch a few miles north of here. Mmm, that sounds good. I seen him fumbling with a money belt that looked mighty heavy. And this is the time when the cattlemen get paid. Maybe he's got all his cattle money with him. Stop it. Why don't you let me just lift the belt from him and save a lot of bother? No, sir. That's too risky, Sneed. Picking pockets ain't safe. Oh, this ain't picking pockets. It's even harder to take a man's money belt. Not for me. We stick to doing things my way. Picking pockets was all right in the East. But out here, they'd lynch us for it. Now set aside them special medicine bottles. No. And make sure you hand some to Jim Kendall. You can point him out to me as I start selling. Now we've got to get ready. The music's most done. <laughs> Quiet down. That ain't all, gents. We got more. We got more music, more dancing, and more things to show you. But first, I want to take this opportunity to bring relief to them that suffers. Hair to them that's bald. Comfort and health to all the ailing. Folks, right here in this small bottle is the world's greatest discovery. The secret of my famous snake oil tonic was lost since the earliest Egyptian days. On one of my world tours, I found the secret formula, written early Egyptian, on the inside of the tomb of Nebuchadnezzar. Yes, sorry, folks. The thing that my snake oil tonic won't cure ain't been discovered. Aches and pains, colds, lameness, rheumatism, dandruff, stomachache, headache, toothache, neuralgia, asthma, gout, and baldness. Snake oil peps you up, and it's the thing for whatever ails you. How'd Methuselah live to be a thousand years of age? Snake oil! What made Solomon so wise? Snake oil! But men of your intelligence don't need convincing when they see an honest man. All I can say is try it. And if it don't do what it's claimed, your cash will be refunded cheerfully. 
Jim Kendall. There's times when I wonder if you're in your right mind. Now, what's the matter, Marty? I wouldn't have minded had you fed Tone one bottle of that stuff for a dollar. But the idea of toting home a whole case of it. Ten dollars a dozen, Marty. I saved me two dollars. From what the doc said after looking me over, it's just what I've been needing from a rheumatics. Ten dollars. <laughs> but don't you see, Marty? I had to stock up on it because Doc mightn't be back this way at all. He ain't to sail for the Orient when he gets to the Gold Coast. I reckon he better after swindling everyone in this country. Besides, ain't no risk. He said if it wasn't all he claimed, he'd give back the cash. Is that so? Well, let me ask you, Jim. If you can't find him to buy more, how in Tucker are you going to find him to get back the cash? Huh? Great ginger never thought of that. Ten dollars. Just because you got your cattle money, you go and spend it like a growed on tree. Well, anyhow, if it cures my rheumatics, it'll be worth it. I'm going to try some. Have a try of it? No, I don't want none of that stuff. Hey, by ginger, that stuff tastes all right. In a dollar a bottle, it should. Better have a try at it. I ain't got no rheumatics. You got aching feet. Doc said to cure most anything. All I need to cure my aching feet is a chance to sit down once or twice between sunup and bedtime. This is good. Reckon I'll have another go at it. Now, don't you take too much of that stuff. Mm, first swig was from a rheumatics. This one is from Ale and Heart. Your heart. Sure. Doc told me my heart weren't so good. I'll maybe have to take the whole bottle before bed. I've got so many things I'm ailing with. Ooh, you look like you enjoyed that stuff. It's first rate. Better try some. Well, maybe I'd better. There you are. Got an ache in my right arm. Maybe it'll help that. Sure it will. Maybe I should have got a couple dozen bottles while I was at it. I do declare this don't taste like medicine at all. In a prime? First rate. I got no sure it'll help mom considerable, but hey, hold on. Huh? You got your cash, ain't you? Sure, here it is. Right here in the money belt. All right, then. I hear that there were sometimes pickpockets working in a crowd. Uh, they wouldn't get me. No, sirree. That shows how square the doc is. He warned us to see that our cash was safe. He had a mite more of that stuff. Uh, I do believe it's helping me. Uh, yeah, honey. I'm down right sleepy. Should be gallivanting to that medicine show, huh? Uh, here, pour your own snake oil. I'm going to bed. Later that same night, while Jim Kendall and his wife slept soundly, Doc Stubbs and Sneed approached their home. A masked man in town, secretly following the two men, saw Doc Stubbs wait outside while his companion entered. Sneed was gone for only a short time, and when he returned, Doc Stubbs spoke to him. You got it, Sneed? Sure, I got it. There's the belt, and Kendall never moved a muscle. I tell you, Sneed, that snake oil that we give to money men sure makes them sleep, don't it? Sure does. He wore the belt to bed with him, and I had to take it off. But still, he didn't start on. Good. I told him to be sure and take at least a half a bottle before bedtime. There was a whole bottle drained. I seen it. Then he'd sure oversleep in the morning. Stubbs, that stuff ain't likely to poison him, is it? No, nothing like that. That'd be going too far. Now, we got a couple of more places to call on. Let me see. Uh, I reckon the next one is Mr. Alf Jennings. He's got more cash than he knows what to do with. Come on, Sneed. On to Mr. Jennings. Wait, Tonto. Him ain't go better than crook, not yet. Him take money, Bell. I know. Steal him from Kendall. Let him go, Kimosabe. We're going to stay right here until morning and catch Jim Kendall just as soon as he awakens. The next morning, the entire town was excited by news of the theft. When Sheriff Lambert arrived at his office, he met Hank Jennings and half a dozen other men impatiently waiting for him. Why? 
I can't hear all of you speaking to one. Let me get into my office and speak one at a time. My cash was told. Look here, Sheriff Lampson. We got a thief in town. Boys, have all of you been robbed? Took me for $300. Well, hold on. We got to get some clues to work with. I already got ideas. Who? An engine. Engine? How's that? Now, look. I reckon any man here will tell you that there ain't a lighter sleeper alive than what I am. How about that? There ain't but two things can come into my room at night and not wake me up. One is a kitten, the other's an engine. And I seen a strange engine around town all day yesterday. I must see you, Sheriff. Don't say that you've been robbed. I figured this was an honest community, Sheriff. But uh, but it ain't. I was robbed of a fortune during the night. Well, I'll be dead ready. How many more is there going to be? Well, maybe I'm wrong in judging a local man the thief. It might be one of my own boys. An entertainer, a banjo player, skipped out during the night. Now, now, it might have been him. Doc, I was just telling the sheriff here that I seen a strange engine around the town yesterday. Ah, that must be it. That must be it then. I done wrong suspecting my banjo player. He must have just got tired of working and took off. An engine, you say? That's it. We must locate him. Hi, there's an engine outside. That's him. Catch it. Grab him, boys. Catch him in here. Go get it. What's matter? Come on, we want you, Redskin. Rob us, will you? We'll show you. He's the one. He must be the one. If he is, he'll hang for it. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scene, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. When Doc Stubbs entered Dawson's in the show, he found out which men had money, sold them, drugged Buck, then with his partner, robbed his victims while they slept. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had followed Doc Stubbs, hoping to get evidence against him. But in the meantime, Tonto was accused of the theft and jailed. Our next scene opens in the sheriff's office. Tonto facing his accusers. Of course you deny doing it. He done it all right, though, Sheriff. Me not thief. There ain't no white man could get to my bedroom and rob me and not wake me up. You might as well confess, Indian. Me not talk. Look here, Sheriff Lampson. The door to my place squeaks. I just thought of that. That'd wake me up if anyone come in. Them boys got back with the engine's horse yet? No. Nope. Ain't likely he'd have the loot on his horse. He's got it hit somewhere. Stubbs, suppose you let me question him and you keep your mouth shut. I'm the sheriff here. Oh, the thanks I get for trying to be helpful. Shut up! Well, then, engine, you can make things a darn sight easier for yourself if you tell where the cash is hid and return it. Me not talk. He wouldn't confess to stealing it, not even to save his life. He ought to hang. Will you let me do the talking? Engine, suppose I told you you'd hang if you didn't bring back the cash and go free if you did. No. You stand there shaking your head, huh? Well, I... Morning, Mrs. Kendall. Don't tell me Jim's been robbed, too. Oh, Sheriff, it wasn't it. You you better come and... And see the remains. Well, the remains? Oh, it's dreadful. I'm a serious in prison. It's some critter by the name of Doc Stubbs. Stubbs? Oh, what's that? I don't know what the critter looks like, but he's 
don't put Jim. It doesn't bother with that medicine. Snake oil? Yeah, and Jim took an awful lot of it. Mom was good for anyone. I, I bet that's what brought on the end. There's the doc there. You, you, Doc Stubbs. You kill us. You pick you. You swing for this. Now, now, wait, my good lady. I ain't your good lady. I'm Jim Kendall's widow. Oh, what about that, Stubbs? Is there anything in that snake oil that's poison? No, no, I, I told Kendall he. Uh, he was in bad shape. His, his heart... He's going to have a sick in his life. Not that he's seen you. Sure. If that's what that snake oil does, I... Oh, my six. I'll be dying from it. Will you come with me, Chef? Come and see if you don't think Jim's been poisoned. Mm, you, Jim, shall have to wait till I get back. But my cash is stolen. Yeah, what about my money? All of you wait here and watch the prisoners. Stubbs, you're under arrest along with the Redskins. Me? You can't arrest me. You poisoned my husband. There's a mistake. There's a mistake somewhere. We're holding you till we investigate. Oh, this is no way to treat a visitor in your town. There ain't nothing you can charge me with. There's as much as he is to charge the engine with. I'm in favor of keeping suspects where I can lay my hands on them when I want them. Jail them, boys. Come on, Doc. You heard what the sheriff said. You can't put me in jail. This ain't legal. You can't do this to me. Who says we can? Come on, Miss Kendall. We'll go have a look at your husband. We better keep the coroner in our way. Well, listen, Sheriff. Sheriff Lampson. Ain't no use you shouting, Stubbs. He's gone. Oh, this ain't right. I got things to send to at my camp. My things are unprotected there. What, what, what's left after the thieving of last night? Now you just sit there and relax. We all been robbed by that Consan Redskin. Where's my partner? Where's Mr. I mean, Dr. Stubbs. Lead, here I am. Come over here. Oh, gosh, Doc. Here in the calaboose. Come here. I, I better be getting out. Come here, I tell you. Boys, the least you can do for your friend, Doc Stubbs, is to let me speak to my assistant manager in private. Go on and speak. We're staying here to guard you and the Redskins. What I've got to say is of a personal nature. It's, it's pertaining to my business. Would you mind stepping back from the door a little? Leave him talk, boys. After all, the Doc gave was a whale of a good show last night. Doc, is there any danger? Listen, Steve. The main trouble would be improving the redskin in here with me. Stole the things last night. Yeah? What are you inside that cell for? Kendall's heart got him. His wife has an idea it's my snake oil that finds me. Oh, gosh. I can get out of that all right by proving this redskin a thief. I savvy. Folks all suspect him. Now, if only some of the stolen things could be found in his belongings, that'd clinch it. Uh-huh. Maybe you could find some evidence while the sheriff's at Kendall's place. Reckon maybe I could. I'll go try. <laughs> The sheriff had left with Mrs. Kendall, but returned in an hour. He was stirring as men gathered around him with countless questions. What about Kendall? Yeah, what killed him? How did it happen? Now, get to find our cash. When will we get our money back? Oh, quiet down, you bunch of loots. Quiet down there. Quiet. I'll handle things as I get to them. Sheriff. Sheriff Lampton. You can't pin no guilt on me. Who says I can't? What right you got to sell such stuff as that snake oil of yours? Hey, Sheriff, look what I found. He's got my buckskin money bag. There's my purse. Lee, where'd you find that evidence? Quiet now, quiet, quiet here. What's this stuff you got here? Uh, evidence, ain't it, Sheriff? I found it all together by that engine's camp. Hmm, you did, huh? What about it, Redskin? That's not true. You can't lie out of it now, Redskin. Keep your trap shut, Stubbs. I'm Sheriff here, and I'll handle things. Uh, Sneed... You sure that's all stolen goods? Sure it is. How'd you know? Huh? I says, how'd you know it was the engine's own property? Well, well I... Just... I heard Jennings and a couple of the others claim their money bags. But you didn't know they belonged to them before you come here, did you? Sure he did. He seen them take cash from their money bags last night at my meeting. Uh, didn't you, Sneed? Yeah, sure. Sure thing. Well, where's the cash? 
I don't care about the bag. I want what was in it. Reckon you'll have to make the engine tell you about that. I'll make him talk, Sheriff. Just let him out of that cell long enough for me to get my hands on him. Well, let me at him. We'll choke the tooth out of him. He's guilty. You can see by the grin on his face. I ain't so sure about that. First of all, though, we ain't got something else to tend to. Stubbs, I told you I'd seen the remains of Jim Kendall. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh... You claim this snake oil of yours won't hurt a man? Of course it won't. Not even if a man took a whole bottle of it? I don't care how much he took. Well, you'll have to prove that. Huh? There's a bottle of it. Drink it. For what? Take it and drink. Make the quit of drinking. Uh, me make him drink. Me? Take your own medicine for a change. Let's see how it affects you. But I ain't ailing. You will be if you don't drink it. You take him. Now listen here, Jess. Make him stop. You take him. <laughs> Look at the doc taking his own medicine. That's the ticket stop. <laughs> drink her down. Show him that you ain't afeard of it. Maybe we better give his partner a bottle of it, too. I won't take that stop. <laughs> Look at him travel. But this ain't getting back our money. I'll get around to that when I get down finding out if Doc Stubbs has been selling poison. Make him drink it, Injun. It all gone now. Stubbs drank it all right. There's the empty bottle. Ah, this ain't right. It ain't legal. It ain't just. I'll have a law on you. I ain't the law here, Stubbs. Uh, how do you feel? Oh, I'm a, I'm a sick man. I'm dying. You, you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Couldn't have done it. Have you taken his medicine? You bet he has. Who's the best man? Who's that? Help me, help me. No, 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 no. I'm falling asleep. Take it easy, boys. This masked man's a friend of ours. How is he, fellow? Him be sleep plenty quick. Oh. I, I can't keep awake. You... You can't do this to me. All right, men. If you want your stolen money back, come with me. I'll show you the way. Our money back? Do what he says, boys. You to take orders from him just as if to come from me. Come on, boys. The sheriff and the group of angry ranchers left the office to follow the masked man. They rode towards Doc Stubbs' medicine show, but before they covered more than half the distance, they saw a rider approaching them. Hey, that looks like Jim Kendall. It is Jim Kendall. But you said he was dead. I never said nothing of the sort. I said that I'd seen his remains, but I didn't tell you that the remains were the same as Jim had always been. I Like you said, stranger. Where's Sneed? Packing things. The doc stubs wagon. Packing things? Getting set to full stakes. You better hurry if you want to catch him. But Kendall, how's it that you're alive? Come on and ride. I'll tell you why we're going after Sneed. Get up, man. Come on now. Get up. Get up, man. Come on. The masked man seen Stubbs and Sneed robbing Kendall last night. He had to get proof on him. So when he talked to Jim this Let me be! You can't poison me too! 
Let me alone. Come on, Silver. Get back or I'll kill you. Hey, Walter Speed. Dove gave everything away. Let me be. Let me be, I tell you. Get away, Murphy. Look down there, General. Flash upon your hands. Oh, oh, there. Oh, boy. Oh. There comes the sheriff and the men you helped rob, Speed. You're under arrest. Tell me like what you done with the doc. Huh? You. What's the matter, Sneed? Surprised to see me living? Kendall. That medicine ain't poison, but it's sure a sleep producer. Hand over the stolen cash, Sneed. I ain't got Come, it. hand it over. It's somewhere in that wagon, and we're here to get it. If you don't want to go back and get lynched with the doc, let's have the stolen cash. Lynch? No, no, don't take me back. Listen, listen to me, Sheriff. The cash is all inside the wagon. It's all there, and all the doc stole from every other town is there, too. Take it and let me go. It's in the trunk. That's all we wanted to know, Sneed. We won't take you back to get lynched. Yeah. Let me go. Not a chance on it. We won't take you back to hang. But we'll sure take you back to keep Stubbs company in jail after we let Tato go free. copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!